What's happening? <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. My name's Amy. And I'm Emily. And this is Resident Tourist, our Hi. podcast, where we talk about New York City, our lives, just everything, everything that happens to <laughs> us. Just having fun. And it is now 2017, a new year. New it you. Truly is. When people make to their resolutions <laughs> resolutions what do you what do you think about resolutions stupid smart okay indifferent being a list maker i love activities like ooh, resolutions and goals and you know but i don't like the guilty feeling that they bring along with you if you don't keep up with them and everything um but I love the idea of evaluating what you're doing in life or how you can improve mm-hmm. mentally, physically, everything. I love that. So so I'm into it. I get into it. But I've never... It's funny because I never really make resolutions. I never have been like, oh, it's a new year. I'm going to make all my... These are, I'm going to work out more and do this. It's more... To me, it's an all-year ongoing kind of check-in with yourself. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the new year gives you one of those check-in moments where you say okay great this is you know you're starting that new year it feels good to start fresh kind of thing it can be be daunting too I can be like a whole year (laughs) I like what you said because I I, you don't need to feel guilty if you say you're going to do something and then it doesn't happen in that year should you feel guilty about it I don't think so you just set yourself up for failure (laughs) if yeah if you're going to say well if you don't do that well then what's going to happen you're going to do it again the next year then just (laughs) every year every every year i'm gonna like i've I've mentioned before like knitting every year i'm gonna knit and then i don't and then it's like 20 years go by and i still haven't done it um but the year you do it then what's your resolution gonna be because you (laughs) learned you need an excuse um what moves into that (laughs) slot of no but i think becoming a resolution (laughs) yeah that's why i think it's, it's not like I'm going to do this and be really tough on yourself. It's more that I'm I'm putting down some ideas that I'd be excited to try, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I made a resolution for 2016 not before the new year. Like, it was just a general that I wanted to travel more. Mm-hmm. And I traveled a ton in 2016. You and did. I loved it. And it was, like, the best part of 2016. And so when, you know, 2017 started, I thought... Okay, I'm not doing like formal resolutions, but it's like, where do I want my life to go right now? What types of things do I want to be doing? And travel is one I want to continue doing. Keep traveling exactly. because it, that was a great thing. Cause exactly. it, it, so yeah, you pushed yourself. And I, one of my, I guess you call like somewhat failed resolution is that I wanted to, because I'd done open mics in Illinois and I wanted to try to go do a stand up comedy open mic in New mm-hmm. York City. It's so intimidating here. <laughs> and now I feel right. like I know enough people on the fringes of that that they've said, like, oh yeah, it's really hard. And like it's only going to be it comics. That it's hard. It validates that it's hard and that no one laughs. Like, but does it make you feel motivated that other people also feel that it's it hard? It does because I feel like I've talked to a lot of people who don't seem very funny. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like if these jerks can You're do like, this. I'm funnier than this asshole. Well, and also I left on a like a sweet note because I I did well in my last one that I did when I was in Illinois and I really I'm terrified of it not going well and just mm-hmm. bombing and I don't. It, so I'm fearful of it for that reason because I did it once and it was amazing the time I actually got up on a stage and did it rather than mm-hmm. just doing it in front of small groups and like in a cafe like I actually got to go on a stage and it was incredible and they give you the full experience it was like there's nothing better and now I see the ones that are here and just I don't know there's, there's just this stage. fear of, <laughs> of doing it but I did get up at a company picnic and tell a joke oh, in front well, of good. probably a couple hundred people just a, wow. like a one-liner joke it was really stupid but 
um, it, that I was like, was can I hit. count that? <laughs> I think I met my resolution because I, I told one joke my resolution. at a picnic. But I walked along the edge of my resolution. I did, and I wrote. I it did push me. I wrote. I wrote. What? Some. Yeah. What are the steps you'd have to take? I mean, is it is it a process of writing jokes and having a bit set? Like you don't want to just wing it and get on stage, right? Yeah, like, you want to have less than five minutes, and usually have to pay five dollars. Or there's what's called bringer shows, where you bring a group of people and they pay five dollars to get in, and then you, you get stage time. You or there's some you shows. Get their five dollars. No, you, you don't. I don't get their five dollars. Comedy club or the whoever's the bar. So other ones, what you have to pay as yeah. a performer? Yeah. Wow. To get time. This is like if you're not an established. Oh right. This is just people like no one's ever seen me. Like I wouldn't. Okay. No one would know who I was here. So you have to pay money, or you can go to ones where you like put your name in a hat, and then only the people who get pulled get to go up on the stage. Oh, but man. either way, how many way, people usually show up to those things? I don't know. I mean, I've only been to. A, a couple that it was a, a lot of people and everyone had already paid to get on stage so would that be worse though because you're sitting there like if you know you're gonna go and you're like i'm gonna do this and you're gonna commit to it would it be worse to be like i might be doing it and then have your name pulled or does that almost force you to do it because then you're, you're like i don't know maybe i'm not quite ready but if my name gets pulled okay i i think they're both What's equally terrifying yeah i think when the time i got to go on a stage and do it with like a microphone and the lights and all of that and it felt like real was it hot? It was, but you, it was that kind of thing where, you know, when you're on the stage and you can't see anyone, it's mm-hmm. the lights and you're just telling your jokes, your bits in front of everyone. Does it also feel like once you get started and you're in the zone, you're almost become this like out of body, different person? Absolutely. It's yeah. even that all the way up until the moment, a literally a guy like pushed me up on the stage. It felt like, oh, I can't do this. It's not just, it's, yeah. this is a different caliber than what I'd been doing before. And, and and people talk about that. Like, like actors talk about, or Broadway performers and things talk about like getting on stage and then they're like up until that very moment. And then I just take that breath and I'm like, okay, let's do this. And then you just go and then. And, and then when it's happening. It becomes a whole, you become a whole different person. It felt something. so good. It, it, everyone's laughing at you oh and it was, and then all of a sudden it's over and you're mm-hmm. off and everyone's like congratulating you and saying what a great job. It's such an ego boost and such a weird rush mm-hmm. that, I kind of want that again but here I'm just terrified that it's not like that experience that wonderful experience I had so I'm just holding it up like this thing that I I can never attain again do you think that and not in a formal writing down here is my resolution but is it something that you still want to maybe try in 2017? Yes. Especially if, you know, who knows how long, you know, I'll be here in New York City. I, I would like to try. This is the, I think, one of the epicenters mm-hmm. of stand-up comedy and comedy in general. And I feel like I have enough friends in that industry now that it seems like something that they would all support me. And I, I had a, you know, the, one of the pushes to do this podcast, I talked to people who had podcasts and they were like, just do it. And now yeah. we're doing it. It's yeah. happening. So I feel like that was one resolution down. Don't you feel like us doing this? Yeah. Is just We've talked about it for a long time. We had so many conversations. We're like, we got to share this with the people. <laughs> the people are dying There's, to hear what we have to they say. They would love to hear this <laughs> conversation. I'm so um, smart and witty in everything that I do. Um, well, one of the, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I would support you in doing that. I think it would be great. Oh, I'd make you come to the show. Oh, I would. I, you, you, there's no choice. I'd be the one person sitting up front laughing the loudest. I'd be like, thanks, Emily. If I hand those five bucks, so you can watch exactly. me on this well, I had And I had the opposite, actually. So when I, I lived in Chicago before New York, and improv is such a big thing there. Oh, and yeah. And people would do improv classes in Second City, and, and I always 
thought I should take a class because mm-hmm. you could take a class. And I just never could garner the courage to do it. So I didn't do it. And then I moved to New York and they also have improv here. Yeah. And I just, I, I feel like New York pushes you to have more courage to tr- do things. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I mean, you're <laughs> you the opposite, but, um, and I did it. I took an improv class a few years ago and I, I did one level and then did the second level and I loved it and hated it at the same time. And I was really bad at improv. I feel like having conversations, I'm good on my feet, but getting on a stage and then you're playing off of this other person yeah. in such a way that it's so hard. And I would I would love to improv. You know, like when you play tennis and they say that you play to the level of the person mm-hmm. you're playing against. So like maybe you're really good, but you play with someone who's bad. Suddenly your game goes down. There's like still five some levels. chemistry there with your yeah. improv team members. And if there's not, then there's no yeah. there's no saving that. Exactly. And I felt like I never had. I, there were a few people I would kind of have chemistry with, but not really. And I thought I would love to try improv with like. Amy Poehler and see if I was really good. <laughs> like, let's go right <laughs> to the top of the, skin, the expert so level. Maybe, so maybe if I do it with people who are actually good, I will be. Amazing. I'm sure Amy Poehler makes anyone she does in like any sketch comedy she does with incredible because you could just she she will carry she's the immune team from right. It. Yeah, she she doesn't go down. She's enough, just as good. She fixes it and saves it. Stand up selfishly is has no other human interaction other than you <laughs> right. and the audience who you is forced to listen to you in that moment. That's so there's true. nothing they can do. True. They just have to, it, and a lot of people talk about it as being like therapy. Like it's your, it's getting those thoughts and those things that you find humorous and relatable off your chest to a group of people who is there to just be entertained. Right. And I, I think there's just something so endearing about that. That don't you? I find that when I'm in a comedy room, that's not what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Tell when me I'm about the comedy the- room <laughs> where, <laughs> like the comedy room. <laughs> When I'm in a comedy room watching comedy, I'm um, in a room and I'm aware that comedy is happening. <laughs> I laugh more, and maybe it is this internal support for whoever's on stage than if I'm watching it a clip or something or watching That's something. Because you're the best possible audience for a comedian. Is yeah. that you want? You don't want somebody whose arms are literally body language. You don't want someone yeah. whose arms are crossed. Who's like, mm, I don't, I'm just here with my dumb girlfriend. They you they want people like you who are just. I'm here to be entertained, and right. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm enjoy, here. Entertain. Entertain me. me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's great. Well, I would love for you to do that. I I've. I've been working. I've been reading a book, Designing Your Life. I've read five pages, so I haven't read much, but... Um, You're deep in. It's a deep end, but it's using design thinking, and um, which is kind of... it's a That's a fascinating concept. If you don't know what that is, look up what design thinking is. And people use it for creative executions, but it can be can used for anything. you explain it for us lay people? Yeah, it takes... It, gosh, it is hard to explain, but it, it kind of makes you think about things in a different way. So it takes your ideas and forces you to put them on paper... Is it like how someone else would be? No, you deconstruct basically your thoughts. Okay. We should, honestly, we could do like a whole episode on like design thinking, but like the short of it is that you deconstruct your thoughts by putting your ideas down almost in a brainstorm. Okay. And then you put them back together in a strategic way than you normally would and you come up with different solutions and you get to a path that you mm. never would have thought you would have gotten to. Are there Venn That's the diagrams involved? There can be. There oh. can be like post-its and notes and different things. And like I said, I read five pages of this book, but um, it's very visual and it takes parts of your life and exercises mm-hmm. and visual exercises to help design basically goals and resolutions and, and you know, the five-year plan and, and things like that. So as I read it, I'm happy to share more of what happens. But well, um, a former mentor gave me a book that was all about goal setting and mm-hmm. the 
the biggest thing I learned and took out it was a very inspirational lots of quotes and stuff like that but uh, the biggest thing I know I was like okay this skip 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 where's the meat of this thing and so but the most important thing I took out of it (laughs) (laughs) fast forward as far as you can until something makes sense to you so I what made sense to me though was that if if you write down physically write down goals or yes. type up or you are more likely to achieve those goals right. in the so it's not just because everyone thinks of like it'd be nice to or this would be something i'd like to do but if you actually write things down so even resolutions if you write things down whether you are into journaling or not just put them on paper you're more likely to achieve them and you think like oh i'm writing it down it's going to be forgotten but that is so true like for one like one example is like i said last year the year of travel i made a list of the top like six places I'd want to like what would be at the top of my list and I went to like five of them you did I it never would have guessed it like, and some of them like really like organically happened it was just happenstance that I happened to be going somewhere else that, and then I could conveniently go there but um that and then I when I first started my career I wrote down some companies where I wanted to work mm-hmm. and I found that list of companies like seven eight years later from the beginning of my career and i worked at two of them wow i never would have get you know i mean what like so you think that it doesn't have to be hanging on your wall on your face every day you know but you kind of have it even if it's in the back of your mind well some people you know? do that you know the vision boards and i've never really understood yeah. all of that stuff but there's something to that i think there's something to visualizing and then also physically writing down your goals yeah. and achieving them and well, I think writing it down, it's like when you're in class and you take notes. Yeah, take a note. <laughs> take, it, a it's, note. It's, it's, take a note for yourself in your own class and it sick, sits in your mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's why I think resolutions and formally pushing yourself on them, but saying like, I want to do comedy or something. If you're just, if you write that down and just put it in a drawer, I think it sits in the back of your mind and you might subconsciously take the steps to do that. You know, you won't even realize. Um but yeah, I think, you know, this, so this book and design your life and figuring out your goals and resolutions, but it's, it's just kind of make it fun for yourself, you know, adding pressure and things like that. I don't think it's fun. So if it's not fun. You're not going to do it. If it's not fun, you're not going to do it. So make it fun. That's a resolution. Make it fun. <laughs> so another part of resolutions that people usually do is um exercise and being in new york i know this happens everywhere but there's just a cult following of exercise classes Mm -hmm. and i I feel like the trends start here and then they like expand to the rest of the country in a lot of ways with exercise and one of those trends is soul cycle Yep. And these two women started it. I, you know, maybe they started it in L.A., but this, it actually was a, there was an episode of Kimmy Schmidt where Tina Fey yeah, yeah. writes an episode and makes fun, basically, of how cultish these cycling classes are. But Soul Cycle basically Nick is, Kroll's the best Soul Cycle. Or oh, yeah, what, they call right. it like Skull Cycle. I don't know what they called it, but yeah, it's so funny. It, he's the coach. <laughs> like a cult. I'm like, turn the lights on. He's like, oh, and he's really emaciated. Ugly he's so ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, watch that Kimmy Schmidt episode. Um, but Soul Cycle, if you've never done it, is a cycling class on steroids. And, you know, it's dark, there's candles, there's loud music, there's a teacher up front that's facing everyone, yelling at you essentially to push harder. And, you know, you increase your resistance. But in addition, you're doing like dance moves basically on the bike, like right. bouncing up and down. And then they put weights on the bike and there's a whole weight section. You pull the weights up with your arms? Yeah. Well, they're, they're um, what are they, free hand weights? 
Where they like, like you would drop it on the ground. It's not no, like there's attached no holders in. to the bike. Okay. Like basically under you your butt. You take them out of the holders though? Yeah, under your butt to the sides of the seat. They put little free weights. So as you can and, tell, I've never done this. I I knew I love spin classes. For a while, I was yeah. going probably twice a week. It's the only kind of class I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I was going to spin class like twice a week, but I've never done Soul Cycle. So you I kind of do it really, at least once, so you know what it's ugh, like. I don't know. You, <laughs> okay. you don't make it sound very. <laughs> but I'll tell you. So enjoyable. So the um, but these weights, they're one pounders and they kill you. But they kill you because you hold your arms up for seven minutes straight, oh. constantly moving your arms. My arms were sore for like three days. I can barely so, hold my just my arms up for seven minutes. Right. So it's, you think you're like a wimp and and people so the first time you go, my my tip for going to a soul cycle class is don't think because they, they tell you they're like keep up with the beat of the class and the people in the class there are these women half naked in the front row who go eight times a week and they are like riding their bike faster than lance armstrong and they're bouncing up and down and doing all the moves and you're like how the fuck am i supposed to keep up with these people and don't look at them so don't look at them that's the exactly that's the lesson it's like just stay on your own beat if you don't want to do the dance moves if you can just kind of do you turn resistance yourself. up and down like can you make it harder yeah. or easier okay yeah, so that's increase the resistance does it have numbers on it no okay so i actually like that when you you choose your own resistance mm-hmm. and when they tell you they say like okay everybody turn up their resistance usually up that in hill, my classes you know? they say yeah you feel like you're in a a, a like a muddy path or feel like you're yeah. on gravel or feel like you're on a flat surface and you can kind of i feel like i kind of get that but it's also just probably power of you know association or uh, of them telling you what it should feel like and then you, <laughs> like you're really you're like, at the oh, same does, it's fake does there, it is feel no like a mud? there is no change <laughs> it's a, in resistance no. it's just, I just i'm leaving it the same I'm just yeah. going up and down but the so that's so my my tip to everyone if you've never done one of these classes before is don't let the cult take you in <laughs> and like go at your own pace because the first time I ever did this I had to stop so many times because I thought I was gonna throw up like it it's it's intense it's very intense and it's a little warm in the room yeah so you're sweating like you've never sweat this much like not even in Bikram yoga or it's the equivalent like mm-hmm. it's it's insane so I went with my coworkers. recently we got a deal and we were able to go for free and try a class because that's the other thing these classes are like $35 a class. A piece. A piece. A class. And they're 45 minutes. I, I mean, you're basically, you're almost paying a dollar a minute. I don't know how people afford to live in New York and go That's what to my entire New York sports club, the finest exercise establishment <laughs> yeah. in New York City costs. It's For the a entire piece of month. Shit. It's $35. Yeah, the entire so you're month. You're paying a dollar a day almost. These people are paying a dollar a minute. So each almost. class, all, all the classes are included. And you just have to reserve ahead of time because they get really full, especially mm-hmm. now. The first spin class I went to at my gym after the new year was just so full of people, oh. like people who never. As they are. Done I'm sp- ready to work out. New, new year resolutions. resolutions. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Which is fine, great. I'm proud of you, but you're taking up room in my spin class and you stink. <laughs> Get out of here, you non regular. It's like fat men. It's like, yeah. please leave. I hate to judge, but it's like, They're gone you weren't by February. prepared. They're you're wearing, gone like by an, February. wearing an old, gross t shirt that you've sweat through a thousand times. Like, please wear something right. moisture wicking and be prepared for this. <laughs> and bring a towel i don't know what that means but so yeah so that's the so the thing is so we went and the air conditioning was broken in the room so it was extra hot so the guy had to open the door at one point my our faces my face wasn't 
wouldn't stop being red for like an hour after the class so that was extra terrible however we're both red face post-exercise which we look like little tomato faces after we leave (laughs) but um i would not recommend going to a soul cycle first if that's your first experience with spin class right like i would oh yeah no don't do that but if you're like in new york you're in a city where there is a soul cycle try one try, try it and my advice is to not push yourself overdo it but also don't think that the one pound weights are nothing i mean there was a guy in this class this last week who had 10 pound weights now he lo- he was ripped and he probably comes like every day but that's insane to hold 10 pounds well, per hand for seven minutes um you probably shouldn't even be so don't push anyway. it don't think like one pound weight. don't push yourself on that Just um, go to don't try to you don't trainer. have to follow the dance moves and then the other thing you're like dancing on the bike yeah you like literally you're like you're pumping yourself like up and down you're doing arm tricks and push-ups on the front of the bike and there's like Weird. three different positions and all this stuff but the wor- the worst part and the part that makes it where you can't go regularly is are the seats they're terrible the seats hurt your butt you can't sit down for like three days all spin class seats yes why hurt. can they not make a bike seat that i think it's nice also, for your ass well if you you have to they always say sit back on the saddle so if you really like sit your you know the meat of your thighs back into the saddle mm-hmm. you're probably sitting too close to the front of it so you probably either have to move your seat if were those adjustable seats you have to move yeah. forward i don't know i i've found that just also just like with time like going enough you your just butt builds up resistance yeah <laughs> it doesn't hurt but if i don't go for like i didn't go over christmas break for like two weeks and mm-hmm. i came back i was like oh my gosh my, so I'm you so build sore. up your, yeah because i if it's sore for a few it days it does hurt but it's to me it's like the best all body workout there's music no one's like staring at you you're just in your own you work as hard as you want right. to that day and you burn a lot of calories you feel so good after well it's over. so that's the thing is all of that being said and as much as i describe this and it sounds terrible afterwards you are on a high yeah for like five hours and you feel amazing I think though the spin class I went to today, I went to a different location than I usually go. She had the best music. I feel like this is on par with a soul cycle, other than it was very crowded and that a very like fat, sweaty man sat next to me <laughs> and he really was not wearing Well, man. I feel like the ones always choose to sit near me that are not wearing appropriate <laughs> clothes. They're wearing like jean shorts and baseball cap pushed backwards. And then I swear to god at one point he pulled out a cool ranch munchies doritos during the class oh yeah he was eating he was eating during the what? class he's and I, gross the smell i don't know where he got them from. they just magically <laughs> appeared and he just like was sitting and he was he eating like the pretzel fat rolls or something i have no idea he was so strange what he was and, eating during the class yeah cool ranch what he just <laughs> cool ranch i what? i was like this has to be a joke like am i in a serious? prank show or something and then people oh were like coming God. up to him at, like he was some known guy in the class like everybody knew each other it was so strange and he goes on the regular and he's that i guess i don't know oh what, my god that's crazy i mean maybe it was like one of those you know checks mix tricks where you put something else inside the bag <laughs> he's really eating cocaine or something to keep his it been, up for the class. i thought like okay i'm gonna give him the benefit maybe he filled his cool ranch doritos bag full of those energy blocker shot things okay, that's weird did it smell like cool ranch? i couldn't smell i, I mean he smelled really bad so that oh, overpowered God. anything else that I could sounds smell. terrible so if you went to soul cycle you would get a lot fancier skinnier people they don't <laughs> i feel like i need some of those like smelling salts when i go god yeah i um, forego the the fancy for the cheapness of right. the cost yeah, it's crazy though um but yeah, that was so. That's one of the to me these these classes. And then there was another class this week that we tried was a mile high run club, which is a interval treadmill running class. So Why is it called to, mile high? 
I don't know. We were talking about that because... Oh, but real quick, back to your music thing. We decided that the music totally makes a difference. It does. It does. It does make a difference. I've been to some really terrible... Just where the 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 bass is, is so loud that it's not... You can't even hear it over the speakers. It's like blowing out the speakers. Just stupid, like Jason Derulo, like just pumping. I mean, And I, I appreciate pump. when the teacher matches the music to what you're doing in the class. Yeah. I so like if it's like good, if like, you really EDM, need to get pumped up. Like like pumping like maybe not a lot of words but a really good beat and a good mm-hmm. flow and then when they know when it's like time to accelerate and then exactly you're like, and then the it pumps you up in that flow. moment exactly but so this so this other class mile high yeah, it was I this don't, run class like yeah, so i don't i can't imagine like running with a group i mean really motivating though i liked it more so i'm not on a treadmills runner. on treadmills i'm not a runner so i was very i, I you know i was i was kind of wary of it but I, my butt hurt too much to go to slide slide file again in, one, in twice in one week. So I thought, okay, I'll try it. Um, but I don't. I think it's called Mile High either because it comes from Denver or because mm. it's like Mile High. You get like the runners high, okay, right? Or I don't know, Mile High. You run a lot of miles. Who knows? It could be a lot of. At reasons. some point, they don't give you like a <laughs> ticket to go up into one of those airplanes where you. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. Someone else brought that. Yeah. Or the Mile High Club. Like it's really we all just meet out with each other in a small room. Um, <laughs> seven minutes in seven Mile High Club. Seven minute Mile High Club. So we, um, y- you you run for thirty minutes basically, and you know you start off, you kind of have the warm up, and then it picks up, and then you know there's some people that, again that are going insane, but you just go at your own pace and you do your thing, which I appreciated that more about this that they were like, don't you know do the pace that works for you. You know they want you to push yourself. You want to get something mm-hmm. out of it, but Soul Cycle they don't really say they're like go at your own pace. No, they're like turn up that resistance, you know, but. This place this, was like you can go slow, like you can yeah. slow down. You I mean, can you speed can up. walk. Someone told us before we went, they're like, you can walk the whole time if you want, and that was what pushed me. Like, okay, I can do this. If there's people just walking the whole time, and I didn't, I ran the whole time. I was proud of myself. And then they do weights at the end too. They have like kettlebells, and you're doing like mountain climbing kicks, you mm-hmm. know, and, and other like butt kicks and yeah. planks and the whole bit. But a long time ago, I did a a boot camp where I would go at five in the morning and oh. before work, this is when I had to go to work at eight o'clock, I'd go to a boot camp with some friends and it was actually really enjoyable. One, because it was with friends. Totally makes a difference. Two, it was yeah. because it was different every time. So we would do all these like kettlebell things. Mm-hmm. We would do these relay races and you would end up running for 30 minutes, but you didn't feel like it because you were doing all these other things in between or you'd be doing other just using your body as the resistance type of things like the what are those called mountain climbers yeah, and mountain burpees climbers, and exactly but i agree with you i think there was a group of us that went to the soul cycle and to the mile high run club and we're actually talking about going this upcoming week and there is something so motivating and fun about all getting up early like okay we're all in this together and then we all like shower and get ready and go to work together and get our smoothies and do you know it's like it's it's a fun bonding activity we really enjoy it but um that's actually a whole other part of it is the group showers and getting ready group showers <laughs> like having to wait these locker rooms at these places like having you people leave the classes early so they don't have to wait in line to get in the oh, shower because you're doing never, this yeah because there's never enough showers for everyone because you're doing it before work got it so everyone wants to get ready for work you feel like you're in a dorm or sorority or something or living with a bunch of women that because terrible that part of it can get kind of obnoxious and um but you know we just kind of we made fun and like we don't have to be at work by a certain like a general area of time but it was really fun the group the group part made it a lot i always fun. feel like i'm the only person at the gym who doesn't get ready after we're and there are people 
like taking come home taking showers yeah i like to come home but then i also feel always very embarrassed because i'm the grossest person on the street walking home (laughs) i've got like my red face i mean i would love to go home. i mean bringing your stuff that's the i don't like the like bringing my stuff and my makeup and all that stuff i don't like all of that but the fact that this is kind of like a short thing that we're just kind of doing is fun but well can you imagine being the and we're not really high maintenance girls can you imagine being the kind of person who needs to bring everything to like oh. put your face on i mean on there are some women in there it's like that's a whole to do it's their fault because they're doing all their yeah you know all their frou-frou-y stuff Woo, get ready yeah but that's a, i don't know i think that's a if, if you ever are coming to new york that's like a different thing to do I'm proud of you for doing it. Oh my gosh, I, thank you. I know I, I've been sore, but <laughs> I'm just glad. I think I only made head. it to two classes all of oh, January is not over, but I think I only made it to two classes then this month. Yeah, which is t- I mean, usually I go yeah. once or twice a week. So, but I'm doing a lot of walking around the city, and I've been doing which is always good. That's yeah, yeah. I think I think walking more around the city is a good if thing. i didn't live in the city and walk i'm sure i'd be 15 pounds heavier if i drove everywhere yeah but i do think i one of the things taking this running class um i realized that i can run mm-hmm. <laughs> as a workout and really felt good about it and also had that high for a few hours and i think you know if i even once a week in my own gym just did a little bit of interval running i think i could do it i can then i can make my own playlist and do my own thing i think it'd be great but if you're coming to new york and you want to do something kind of different or do something that people do here and you don't mind spending 20 to 35 dollars on a class it's i think it's a fun thing to try one of these group classes and it's a whole other it's a whole other ball game thanks for listening to resident tourist this is emily this is amy to connect with us email us anytime at resident tourist podcast at gmail or find us on instagram resident tourist podcast until next time thanks everybody Our music is by Nalani Proctor from her album, If Only It Were That Easy. You can find it on Spotify and on iTunes.